Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast to help clarify the process of loss and grief through experiences shared from myself and others living with loss. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 120. In this podcast, I will review the many common myths of grief to help you better prepare for the road ahead. You are invited to join this community and share your story to help others better understand grief, how it affects us moving forward, and how best to navigate its difficult path. I invite you to join the community on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both at journeytograteful.com. And lastly, I ask that you take a moment to rate and review the show over at Apple Podcasts. Doing so will help this podcast reach more and more people just like yourself in need of an insightful grief resource which can help them navigate their grief journey. Just as a book is more than its pages, as it is the breadth of the words, the complexity of the details, and the depth of emotions upon the pages that shape the story, so too is your life after the loss of someone who has helped to shape your story. It is every moment they have walked by your side, every gentle touch, every wonderful laugh, every teardrop you've both shared, and every single memory you now hold. Even today, while you sit alone, perhaps feeling down or sad or lost, you are far more than a single bad moment because of all that makes up your story. You are more than a small slice of your story long ago or just this past week. Whether good or bad, triumphant or insignificant, you are more than the tears you have recently shed or the difficult moments you've survived. You are the sum of your entire story, not just one moment from within that story. In this episode, I would like to suggest, even among our grief, each one of us has the power to shape the story that lies in front of us. The manner in which we decide to approach each day will dictate much about the story we will write. In a single moment on any given day, you may be grief and sorrow, but you are as well life and joy and love and strength and inspiration and purpose and gratefulness and so much more. Let's discover all the things you are and the mindset that can help you to shape your story tomorrow. Back in September 2022, I released episode 59 titled, Life is Like a Pencil. Now, depending on when you began listening to this podcast, you may recall this episode. Today, I'd like to reference its message once again with a slightly augmented view as we begin to focus on each of us writing our own story going forward, focusing on your story yet to be written with the mindset that we are more than just our bad days. Life is like a pencil is an analogy which caught my heart and spoke to me when I had just passed the two-year point after the loss of my wife, Colleen. Now, although this lesson, so to speak, is originally relayed to college graduates, I believe it speaks well for us who are on our own journey with grief. Because as we lift our heads from the depth of our loss and look to define the new path before us, 
we realize it is much like beginning over again. And here's the inspirational lesson explaining why life is like a pencil. And it begins with this statement. There are four things to remember to be the best person you can be. First, take a pencil, for example. To be useful, a pencil needs to be resharpened over and over again. If the pencil could feel, we could imagine how painful that might be. But for the pencil to be useful, it must go through this change. Life is much the same. Painful experiences and challenges come to us all. It is through these opportunities that we build character and we grow. The second thing to keep in mind is that we will be able to correct our mistakes along the way, just like the pencil's eraser. If we learn from our mistakes, they're not mistakes. They are lessons we can use to better ourselves the next time around. As we enter into grief, we tend to think we are doing it wrong, as though there is a right way to grieve. And we are hard on ourselves, as though we only have one chance at mourning our loved one the right way. As many of us know, there is no right way to grieve. However, we feel we've done some part of grief in a way we believe is just not right for us. The question we need to ask ourselves is, why can't we simply see this as a lesson and do it better tomorrow? Third, just like a pencil, every place that you've been used, so to speak, you leave your mark. You write a part of your own story. Don't disregard the importance of your presence, your impact on yourself or others, and your ability and your strength to turn the page and continue to write your story. In grief, there comes a time when we need to understand that life is still left to live. Our story must continue. Which is not to say we must leave behind the story we've written up till now. Indeed, let's cherish those pages as we've cherished the entire story and reference them as often as we'd like as we place the pencil back upon the page to begin to make our mark again. And fourth, always remember... The most important part of you is what's inside. Just like a pencil, the most important thing is inside. Now, as I relate this analogy to grief, I understand that during down moments in our grief, it is all too easy to view only the bad that's in our life. The fear and the struggles we are experiencing at the time. The scribbles of our life which may appear chaotic and raw. However, this is not the entire picture, because we are more than that tear running down our cheek. We are more than that empty feeling inside us at the moment. We are what is inside, and we control what that is. We can control what's inside. I also believe it is time to be nice to ourselves. Inside, we are often not so nice to ourselves, and that affects the marks that we make in our lives. It's time to change that narrative. It's time to speak nicely to yourself. It's time to praise the strength we've had and allow ourselves grace to understand we can't always be strong and quote-unquote put together, because sometimes we just need to feel. And that 
doesn't always end with a sun-filled sky over a flower-filled field on a summer morning, now does it? Sometimes it's raw. It's reality slapping us in the face, and it's not always pretty. We're not put together at those moments, but at least we might be showered and dressed, and maybe today, that's a win. Maybe today is a day to be sad. As long as we know and truly understand that it is not our entire identity. That grief is not who we are. Grief is what we feel. It's the reason we tear up for seemingly no reason. But there is a reason, isn't there? That reason may have happened four years, three months, and 25 days ago. But there is definitely a reason. Somebody in your life just might have the ability to more successfully set aside that reason. But you can't, not every day, and you shouldn't be expected to. Maybe your reminder each day is when you wake in a bed alone. Maybe it's that empty room you walk past each morning as you try to start your day. And maybe it's that urge to call that friend to update them on something you want to share but realize you can't because they're no longer here. But maybe, just maybe, you are indeed more than your bad day. Maybe you are also strength and resilience and fortitude and maybe even hope. Hope that grief isn't the only thing you are. Hope that tears aren't your only emotion that you can conjure up on any given day. Hope that your feeling of emptiness won't be what defines you deep inside for the rest of your days. It can't be. And in rea reality, it really isn't. I know I am much more than an emotional moment when a tear crests my eyelid, wanting to desperately show everyone around that a feeling has hit and grief or sadness is about to win. I know I am more than my bad days. So I sometimes fight that tear that's about to prove to everyone around that I'm not over it yet. And then proudly, in the next breath, I make certain everyone knows there is no getting over it. And then I show them how I live with it and through it. How I grieve is how I've loved. And I will not apologize for that, and neither should you. And how I am is more than my bad days. I am able to laugh once again, smile and cheer, and enjoy a song and a show with friends, not because I've forgotten my grief, but because I've remembered. I've remembered why I am here. Remembered that my wife would want me to do all the things and more. Remembered I have others I need to support and be there for. Others I need to live for, to live with. Others I need to love and others who have loved me even through my bad days. Because I am sure they know I am more than my bad days. They've never told me that, but they continued to show up. So I think it's safe to assume. They are constantly by my side, reminding me that I am more than my bad days, so I will strive to live, and I try to do that with little guilt. 
because the guilt will show up. That is almost guaranteed, and it will try to grab a seat at the table. It's up to me whether I allow it to sit or simply allow it to pass by quietly as possible. I'll make time for guilt, later perhaps, but I will not allow it to define me. As I have chosen not to allow grief to define me, I will not allow guilt to either. Instead, tomorrow will define me. What that looks like, I might not have a handle on that quite yet. But I know it's what needs to define me going forward. Tomorrow, not yesterday. It is certainly true that I am who I am because of yesterday. And I won't release or forget yesterday. But I cannot live in yesterday. Because so much happened yesterday that I do not want to live through any longer. But to remember yesterday is completely different than reliving yesterday. That simply can't happen. Because once I head towards tomorrow, I've discovered that there is little room for yesterday there. I often speak of moving forward, taking a step or two forward, but know that I do not speak of this because I have accomplished it. I speak of it because I am in it, doing it when I can. I walk with others I know personally, forward, as we all stumble on together, not because we are forced to, but because we need to, for us, for others, and even for the one we've lost to make them proud, perhaps, to make us what they hope we are without them, possibly, to make us better, definitely, better to walk forward and discover what is over that steep hill ahead, better to continue to make something and someone of ourselves despite our circumstances, and better to simply live. We are so very much more than our bad days, inside and out. Even now, in the midst of our grief, we can be and are love and life. Laughter and tears, strength and sorrow, determination, inspiration, and yes, even at times, motivation. We are indeed more than our bad days. You, my friends, are more than your bad days. So perhaps it's time we start living like it. Thank you again for listening to the Journey to Grateful podcast. I am thankful for you taking the time to listen to this podcast and sharing it with others. I encourage you, as always, to stop by the community on social media, share your own story and insights on grief, and join our family in helping others on this path. Head on over to journeytograteful.com community to find ways to join in the conversation and make a difference through your story. And while you're on the site, sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter designed to provide you inspiration and motivation. And if you would like a more personal connection, I invite you to connect with me via email, tim at journeytograteful.com. But why should we stop there? Please feel free to give me a phone call, send me a voicemail, or leave me a text message. The number is 262-298-2428. That's 262-298-CHAT. 
And lastly, help me build this community, broaden my reach, and support my mission by reviewing this show and telling others why you listen over at Apple Podcasts. I provided you a leave a review button at the journeytograteful.com website. Your support of this podcast through your comments is a powerful thing that you can do today, and I thank you so much for doing it. Now, as I close out this episode, I'd like to thank Dan from my bereavement group, Kindred Spirits, for sharing this quote written by St. Oscar Romero, formerly Archbishop of San Salvador in the late 70s. There are many things that can only be seen through eyes that have cried. Now, Dan himself goes on to say, we only grow in our suffering and growing a heart of compassion is one of the ways. Both are very true and worth a space in your mind as a reference for later. Thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode and any previous episodes. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.